Greetings, brothers and sisters, in the name of Yahweh, the Father of our Savior and Master, Yeshua Hamashiach. He is worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. There is no other Elohim. There is no other God. He is and was and is to come. The eternal, immortal, invisible, only wise Yahweh. The word today is entitled, The Dictates of Love. The Dictates of Love. Does love demands too much of you? Do you think that love is asking too much of you? Well, love always manifests itself in action. And we know that love is an action word. A man would never tell his wife or a boy, his girlfriend, that he loves her every day. And when the time comes for him to do something sacrificial, to sacrifice whether it is possession or whether it is time, whatever it is, he is not to be found or he doesn't have the time. Love is action. Love is not just speaking it. And as they say, put your money where your mouth is. So today's word, the dictates of love. Do you think you have it within you? We will get back to the word after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. The word today again is the dictates of love. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we take a look at your word that would open up our minds and our understanding as to the length, the breadth, the height, and the depth of the love that you have for us. Touch hearts, change lives, and save souls, I pray. In your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14, the love of Yeshua compels us. Whatever it is, whatever we have to do, our mission, the sacrifice, our toil, our labor, it says the love of Yeshua Hamashiach compels us. What compels you, my brothers and my sisters? The love for your wife compels you? The love for your husband, does it compel you enough? The love you have for your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your fiancé, does it compel you to go farther than you have ever thought possible with your friend or partner? You see, Christianity is not primarily giving up bad things so that we can be saved. Because Yeshua did not give up bad things in heaven so that he could be saved. He gave up good things so that others could be saved. Yeshua did not invite us merely to give up our time, our talent, and treasures to his cause. He invites us to give our lives. The word today is the dictates of love. Yeshua invites us to give up our lives. This is something that we have got to ponder. We have got to consider when we say that we are Christians, when we say that we are following Yeshua. For the scripture says, if anyone desires to come after me, Yeshua says, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. This will lead even to death. 
take up your cross and follow your Savior. Such love we will see Yeshua bring to the forefront in one of his disciples. In a morning meeting with the disciples on the shores of Galilee, Yeshua brilliantly outlined the demands of divine love. And you can read this in John chapter 21 verse 15 to 19. Yeshua asked Peter a question, and he asked Peter the question three times. And what was Peter's response? Why did Yeshua ask Peter this particular question three times? Let us look at verse 15 onwards. So when they had eaten breakfast, Yeshua said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, master, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, master, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. Verse 17, He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Master, you know all things. You know that I love you. Yeshua said to him, Feed my lambs. Verse 18, Most assuredly I say to you, When you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Verse 19. This he spoke, signifying what death he should glorify Yahweh. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Brothers and sisters, in these verses was displayed the greatest compassion, the greatest love, the greatest forgiveness ever known to man. Peter denied his savior Yeshua. Three times he denied him, and Yeshua said, Peter, before the cock crows, you shall deny me three times. And Peter did deny his master three times. Now after Yeshua had risen, was resurrected, Peter was tested by these three questions, and Peter recognized what Yeshua was telling him. But Yeshua gave him a second chance because Yeshua knew that there is much to be done by Peter, that Peter can do great exploits for him. So Yeshua was showing him something here by asking him the question three times. Brothers and sisters, the ancients say that Peter was crucified at Rome about 34 years after this with his head downward. Clemens says that he was led to the crucifixion with his wife and sustained her in her sufferings by exhorting her to remember the examples of her master. He also adds that he died not as the philosophers did, but with a firm hope of heaven and patiently endured the pangs of the cross. This declaration of the Savior was doubtless continually before the mind of Peter and to the hour of his death. He maintained the utmost constancy and fidelity in his cause, thus justifying the appellation which Yeshua Hamashiach gave him, Rock. Peter denied his master three times, and Yeshua elicited a response of love from Peter's own lips three times. 
in the presence of the disciples, Yeshua was rebuilding Peter's confidence that he was forgiven by divine love that Yeshua still had work for him to do in his cause. What an awesome Savior we have. Such love, such compassion, such mercy upon us, feeble, weak, sinful, though we be. You see, the question that Yeshua had put to Peter was significant. He mentioned only one condition of discipleship and service. Lovest thou me? This is the essential qualification. Though Peter might possess every other, yet without the love of Yeshua, he could not be a faithful shepherd over Yahweh's flock. Knowledge, benevolence, eloquence, gratitude, and zeal are all aids in the good work. But without the love of Yeshua in the heart, the work of the Christian minister is a failure. Too many times we see ministers come from university. And when they speak in the pulpit, you want to think that they're speaking to scholars, that they're using such academia. It's above and beyond the understanding and the comprehension of the simplest mind in the congregation. This is not what Yahweh or Yeshua called his ministers to do. He called his ministers to present the gospel in its simplicity, in its purity, and in its wisest utterances. The scripture says, he that winneth souls is wise. You cannot be wise in your own wisdom and intend to win souls for the kingdom because it is not by might nor by power, but it is by the spirit of the living Elohim. Divine love is active, not passive. Genuine love is more than a warm feeling, more than a nice idea. It doesn't matter how a man says he feels about a woman or how she feels about her husband or her boyfriend. It's more than just word. It's more than just speaking. It's action. It means that you will give your right hand. It means that you will give your right eye. It means that you will ultimately lay down your life for your partner. This is what love is. Put your money where your mouth is. It involves commitment. You see, there's a story in a barnyard between a pig, the cow, and a chicken. And they were all talking about the love that they had for their master. The cow says, I give milk so that the baby can drink milk. But the chicken says, oh yes, I give eggs, I lay eggs, and the eggs is used for bacon and eggs. But the pig said, none of you ever sacrifice anything because in order to get bacon, I must lay down my life. You cannot have a pig living to get bacon. The pig has to give its life. Now, I'm not advocating the eating of pork because pork is unclean. But what I'm talking about is the commitment, the sacrifice. Love is sacrificing oneself on the altar of sacrifice before Yahweh. Love is putting down your life for another. This is the greatest action of love as Yeshua did. He laid down his life for his sheep. He did not stay from heaven and say, I love you. I love you all human beings. I love you. No, he came on earth and he died for us. That is the greatest demonstration of divine love. That is why I'm saying love compels us to act. It is action. It leads us to reach out to a lost world of Yahweh's children. Did you hear that? It leads us to reach out to a lost world of Yahweh's children in desperate need. When Yeshua said to Peter, feed my lambs, it was both a command and a comforting reassurance. The master calls for response to love. 
and he also encouraged Peter that he still had work for him to do. Even despite Peter's truly shameful action when Yeshua had been arrested and Peter not only denied knowing Yeshua but denied it with curses as well, exactly as Yeshua told him that he would do. You and I, many of us say that we love Yeshua. Many of us have started out on the walk of salvation, the walk of sanctification, but somewhere along the line, we always deny Yeshua. We deny this Savior who died for us, and he's ashamed of our actions. Satan laughs at us. Satan mocks Yeshua and says, this is who you died for. This is who you laid down your life for. Look at what he is doing. Look at what she is doing. Brothers and sisters, we all have come there. We all have fallen short of the glory of Yahweh. This is who we are. We are sinful human beings with the propensity to sin. And when we sin, yes, when we sin, John said, but brothers and sisters, brethren, if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua Hamashiach, the righteous. Praise Yahweh for his Son, our great High Priest, to mediate for us before his Father when we sin, so that our sins may be forgiven, no matter how shameful it is. So what is the point I'm getting to here? You may have desperately failed your master. I may have desperately failed my master. You may have denied him by your actions more than once. The good news is that grace is still available. Grace, grace, marvelous grace. Oh yes, this marvelous grace of Yeshua is still available. And Yahweh is not done with you yet. No, sir. No way. Yahweh is not finished with me. There is still a place in his work for you and for me, if we are willing. Like Peter have you ever denied Yeshua? Have you ever denied your Savior? If so, what does the story, not only of Peter's denial, but of Yeshua's words to Peter here, say to you? What do these words say to you? Yeshua said to Peter, Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs, Peter. This means that Yeshua had work still for Peter to do in spite of him failing Yeshua. In spite of him denying his Savior, the Savior is saying to you and me, Joel, I have work for you to do. Jennifer, I have work for you to do. Jenny, Janel, Jess, Varel, Kemuel, I have work for you to do. Though you have failed me, yet I will always love you. The love of Yeshua, said Paul, constrained us. 2 Corinthians 5.14 This was the actuating principle of his conduct. It was his motive power. Three times Peter had openly denied his Savior. And three times Yeshua drew from him the assurance of his love and loyalty, pressing home that pointed question like a barbed arrow to his wounded heart. Before the assembled disciples, Yeshua revealed the depth of Peter's repentance and showed how thoroughly humbled was the once boasting disciple. Sometimes when we are exalted, when we are boastful, when we think that we are higher than everyone else, we sometimes are allowed to fall. Yeshua sometimes allow us to fall and bring us down so that he may exalt us in due time. This was Peter's situation. Peter was a proud man. Peter was haughty, but Yeshua humbled him. Peter was humbled by his experience. And when Yeshua asked him three times, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Peter said in the end, 
Master, thou knowest all things. This Peter, who was naturally forward and impulsive, and Satan had taken advantage of these characteristics to overthrow him just before the fall of Peter, Yeshua had said to him, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. That time had now come, and the transformation in Peter was evident. The close testing questions of Yeshua had not called out one forward self-sufficient reply, and because of his humiliation and repentance, Peter was better prepared than ever before to act as shepherd to the flock. You see, sometimes when we fall and we recognize the love and the grace and the mercy of Yeshua, then we can be used more mightily than before. When we recognize and appreciate the love and the grace and the divine favor, the forgiveness of a loving and merciful Savior, this propelled Peter to say, I am not worthy to be crucified like my Savior. He was crucified upside down and he was beheaded. This is what love does. Love demands the greatest and ultimate sacrifice, giving of your life for the gospel, giving your life for your Savior. This is the greatest test of your love for your Master. This heart-searching question was necessary in the case of Peter. And it is necessary in your case and my case. The work of restoration can never be thorough unless the roots of evil are reached. Every root that is buried deep in the soil of sin and rebellion must be reached and must be uprooted. Brothers and sisters, again and again, the shoots have been clipped while the root of bitterness has been left to spring up and defile many. But the very depth of the hidden evil must be reached and uprooted, eradicated, plucked up, ripped up from the soil of sin. This is the work before every soul who has dishonored Yahweh and grieved the heart of Yeshua Hamashiach by a denial of truth and righteousness. If the tempted soul endures the trying process and self does not awake to life to feel hurt and abused under the test, that probing knife reveals that the soul is indeed dead to self but alive to Yahweh. The first work that Yeshua entrusted to Peter on restoring him to the ministry was to feed the lambs. This was a work in which Peter had little experience. It would require great care and tenderness, much patience and perseverance. It called him to minister to those who were young in the faith, to teach the ignorant, to open the scriptures to them and to educate them for usefulness in Yeshua's service. Heretofore, Peter had not been fitted to do this or even to understand its importance. But this was the work which Yeshua now called him to do. For this work, his own experience of suffering and repentance had prepared him. You see, my brother and my sister, you and I may feel like we are not worthy because of the sin that we have committed against Yahweh, against his son, because of the shameful behavior that we have had. But Yahweh has not given up on us just like he has not given up on Peter. 
So it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter your accusations. As long as you have repented of your sins, Yeshua has worked for you in his vineyard. You may do great exploits for the master. Doesn't matter where you have fallen from. The master has work for you to do. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. You have shown such great love to Peter. And we have learned from this. I have learned that you are a savior who is no respecter of persons. And you show mercy to whom you show mercy and compassion to whom you show compassion. So forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings. Forgive us, Father in heaven, and give us strength. Give us your Holy Spirit to finish the work of the gospel in this world by promulgating your gospel into all the world, to all nations for witness. Then the end shall come. Thank you for your word. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for fitting us for your kingdom is my prayer in your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rotown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284 547 if you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.